You are now listening to the Upland Nomads Podcast. Sit back and join us on our adventure. Hello and welcome to the third episode of the Upland Nomads Podcast. I am one of your hosts, Mike, and sadly today Wyatt will not be able to join us. He had prior work obligations and he will be missed, but I promise you we do have something special planned for you guys. Speaking of you guys, I want to thank you all for following us along to the podcast and following us on Instagram. It means a lot to us and hopefully we can keep bringing you better content. Uh, Speaking of better content, uh, we do have that Instagram page, Upland Nomads Podcast, like I kind of just said. Uh, Feel free to give us a follow and a like on our pictures. Um, And at any time, you can email us. We have a link to our email in our bio. And then you could also even just send us a direct message, letting us know anything that you think we can improve on or anything that we can make so this podcast is the best that it can be for you guys. And feel free to let us know. And that would be great. So I did mention that we had something special planned for the podcast here today. So today I bring to you, he's the man behind all the stories that gives us all a good laugh. Today we have Sal. Sal, welcome. Hey, Michael. It's great to be on here. I've been listening to the last two episodes and I've been loving it. Oh, so it's about time that you got on here, I guess. (laughs) Yeah, I've been waiting for this. (laughs) All right. Sal, I'm sure everybody is dying to know who are you? Tell me a little bit about yourself. Well, so unfortunately, Sal is not my real name. Uh, my name's Brendan, but everyone calls me Sal, and that's perfectly fine. It's it's actually kind of weird. The only people that call me Brendan is my parents and my fiance. So, um, but I'm also from North Dakota. I grew up in Argusville, North Dakota, which is on the eastern side, just north of Fargo. Um, not much hunting around on the east side, north of Fargo, really. So a lot of the hunting that I do is on different areas, like where my dad grew up. My dad grew up around Hope, North Dakota. And so that's kind of where I started my hunting. But when it comes to upland, there's also not too many birds out in the northeast part of North Dakota. So I actually been growing up going down on the southeast side of uh, North Dakota towards like Oaks and Lisbon. Um, so that's kind of where I basically start off my little, uh, upland journey. Uh, I not, not only do I do upland, but I also, um, had done waterfall, but the main thing in our family before the deer population was started to decrease was we would go whitetail deer hunting. And that was always a blast. That's for sure. So I, in one of the prior episodes, I mentioned, I went to college and I met some buddies that got me introduced into upland hunting because I hadn't really done it before. And the guy with me today just so happens to be that guy. He's the guy that got me into pheasant hunting more than I'd ever been before. He's kind of, you can call him my mentor, right? So he got me into this whole thing. So I'm going to ask you right now, why upland? Why do you like upland game or upland hunting? You know, it's a combination of just enjoying the outdoors plus hanging out with, uh, friends and family and one thing that I love about it is just the action that you have between the dog and the bird and just the enjoyment that you have watching them run around and pretty much do all the work for you and uh when they you can tell when the dog gets birdie how your heart just starts beating and 
let's say that you even just get close enough that you pretty much step on one, how your heart just starts pounding and heck you can even, if you're like me, miss quite a few shots before you <laughs> can finally lay down a bird. <laughs> but no, it's been, and what's funny is I, when I came to Mayville, there was no one that was really into hunting that I found around there. Um, there was a buddy of ours from, uh, Canada that he did a lot of hunting but it was more of waterfall and deer hunting and so just right away in my life in college it it was just kind of me hunting with just my family couldn't didn't do it much with friends um, until big Michael here came trucking around after he left NDSU to come to Mayville and we just at football one day we just started talking and he said he was into hunting so we kind of just said like hey uh hunting's around the corner let why don't we just go out and check it out i don't even know I, you know i've been with you how long now and i don't even know have you hunted upland before uh mayville you probably uh, have I, I, I had a i had a couple times but not as much as i do now it was just kind of a couple times i did it in high school but at ndsu i don't think i hunted pheasant or grouse or anything like that once it was kind of the same where when i was at ndsu i did more deer hunting you know i'd go back to my uh family farm and we'd hunt whitetail i did take one trip out to colorado and hunted for elk but when i got to mayville and i met sal he kind of introduced me to that whole upland and it got to a point where it was almost like a addiction you can say it because we'd have a we'd play a football game at home on Saturday, sometimes even away, and we'd get back and we'd wake up in the morning and we'd go hunting and we'd make it back just in time for our football meetings. And sometimes we wouldn't even change out of our clothes. We just kind of put a pair of sweatpants over our pants and a hoodie over our shirt we were wearing and we'd go to the meeting. And as soon as we'd done, we'd we'd whip those bad boys off and hop back in a, either Sal's car or my pickup and we'd go out hunting again. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, half our teammates didn't even know what hunting was really. <laughs> no, that's that is for sure, especially because the one time we took a guy out that was like, Oh yeah, I hunted before, and this wasn't even upland hunting. He we were we were duck hunting and it, it looked like the guy probably hadn't even held a gun before in his life. And it was kind of a scary story, but uh that's for another time. Um, but with this, I you mentioned before how fun it is kind of following the dogs and having them do the work almost for you. So I'm going to bring this up. You've had a couple new pups this year. So why don't you tell me how is, how are your pups doing and how is training going and how was their first season? Yeah. So this year, my, so original, I'll just say right off the bat, my dad, he has a yellow lab that is a pointing lab. And this is our, the first one that we've had of this and it couldn't be any better. Um, Not only is she just a great hunting dog, but she's just, loads of personality and just fun to be around she it was interesting because so in my lifetime uh along with my guess my dad's he's always been having uh labs for hunting and so this is our first try with pointing and we didn't know really what to uh what to expect when it comes to training a pointing lab or just pointing in general um my dad bought he bought a book about this stuff and was doing lots of um, learning about how how to train and whatnot and you know what you find out is just a lot of it's just instinct and she caught on right away and right away when she was 
eight months old was the first time that we kind of took her out for it eight or nine I can't even remember but yeah she caught on right away and ever since she's just been awesome and we've taken her to do some some uh hunting shows and she's been certified um so now she is four and she just had a litter of pups and we actually decided to keep two of them so we have two more yellow pointing labs they are their names are mira and stella and the, the mom is ruby uh her whole name is summertime splash of ruby red and we haven't quite gotten to the technical name of the mira or stella yet so they came out uh she had them in may they came out hunting with us for the first time in october and right off the bat you can tell a little a little bit that they were they were still young and the major thing that we've noticed between them is that they it takes a while for them to be separated um, they like to stick together and that's just kind of one thing that we need to start work that we're working on this winter on the off season is to try and split them apart because if the one starts running or gets birdie then the other one comes in and it it kind of just creates a little bit of chaos in that area um, so that's one thing that we're trying to work on but other than that they're great dogs but I tell you there's having three dogs around is it's it's a handful that's for sure and my dad and I do a lot of traveling for our work. And so when one's, when he's not around, I have to try and take care of them all or vice versa for him. So it's, it's been fun, but we're, we're really excited for next year for the fall. Yeah, I am too. Cause even what I've seen of those pups, some of the videos you sent me, they look like they were progressing pretty well. Now tell me, I think I heard this correct from you earlier on or i mean i kind of remember you mentioning it i guess you can say but i believe your dad is starting to breed these dogs right yeah he so we tried it last year with our with our dog ruby and she had if i remember right she had six pups and like i said we kept two we sold four he has this is actually the first time that he's ever tried facebook and so he has a <laughs> facebook account where he does all this stuff and it's called sal's labs yeah i understand his nickname is the same as mine so that's <laughs> kind of funny but yeah so on facebook if you find sal's labs he just started the facebook account and he kind of has a couple uh pictures but we're we're in the process of talking talking it over to see when we'll breed again and just trying to find the the right um uh, the right male dog for it the dog we found for this year, it was uh, around Weimir, I believe. And I think that dog's name was Max. And he, we looked him up and it, the owner said he was a great dog and he sure looked like it. He was also a medium-sized dog. So the, our labs are actually quite smaller than a, probably a regular lab. They're a little bit smaller and I actually kind of like it like that. Um, it seems like you know, you can keep their weight pretty, um, you can keep their weight around the average and make sure that they stay a little healthier. So that's kind of, that's kind of nice about them, but yeah, they're, it's Sal's labs and he's just started breeding and he's planning on doing it more often in the future. All right now. Okay. We talked about dogs a little bit now. 
let's go back in time to when we first started hunting together when we didn't have the luxury of having a dog in front of us and we were basically our own dogs so when we hunted together in college it was a like i said it was a luxury when sal got to somehow bring ruby with but more times than not it was just us walking so some of the things that i kind of remember from those hunts is we went up around that area he said before like that uh, Hope area kind of around it was around Mayville around college it was never too far away but he knew everybody at any time so we had onyx out and we we're hunting this land and I'm like oh you know we see birds out there in the morning could we hunt that later and so I was like oh I know the guy he lets us hunt it and <laughs> that was the story the whole time oh I know the guy he lets us hunt it all the time so that's how we we got on our birds quite often that way but there's one story that always sticks out to me and uh, I think Sal has the better rendition of this one. But on one of the walks we were doing, I think we were walking on somewhat thin ice because I think Sal ended up breaking through. <laughs> yeah, I sure did. <laughs> yeah, it was on a, it was one of those cricks that um, it was completely, it was so heavy with cattails. You didn't even want to walk on it, walk in them. Uh, but we knew there was so many birds in there. We just decided to go for it. And even without dogs, we were flushing birds out, but yeah, I was walking in the middle of the cattails and it, this was, it seemed like, uh, what was it? Probably November, December when we were hunting this, yeah. it's been pretty cold for quite a while. So I thought, oh, the ice should be fine. I didn't even think about it actually during the time and I'm walking and all of a sudden, not even a crack happened all of a sudden I'm down and my my whole leg is is under and the only thing that's keeping me above the ice is my other leg and my whole body and the crick underneath was still running and actually was probably two feet below the ice so the ice wasn't getting any thicker because the water was down so low so actually only only my ankle was actually submerged in water, but I thought for sure, once I got in there, I thought I was done for. I thought I was going to go all the way down and that was running water. I don't know what would happen, but I, I don't even remember if I even screamed help or if I was just like in, no, in shock. No, you didn't even scream help. Cause we got to, cause you got yourself out and we kept on walking at the end. I don't, I don't know if it was our buddy that mentioned it. He's like, Sal, why is your leg wet from, it was from the knee down right? Something like that's the only spot that got wet. Yeah. And it was like, why are you soaking wet there? And he's like, oh yeah, I broke through. <laughs> oh yeah. I don't even, it happened so fast. I don't even know what happened. And I, I just like pulled myself up and I think I, what's surprising, what's surprising is I think I, I kept my gun in the air and I, I held it, you know, away from, so I wasn't, so I didn't fall on it. And as soon as I got up, I think I just continued walking. <laughs> didn't even think of anything. We probably were flushing birds up. So I probably was getting sidetracked too, but yeah, that was, that was an interesting one. Another time I can remember is you and I brought our two roommates out just for fun. And little if, did you guys know about our two roommates? They're not hunters at all. <laughs> and we just decided to bring them out. And as we were driving, we saw a bird fly into this little patch of cattails in the middle of a field. And so we thought, Hey, let's just, we know there's one in there, so let's just go after it. So we're walking, and it was a little muddy, and our roommates had just tennis shoes on. And so they kind of just stood 
in the grass and didn't come towards the field where the cattails were. They kind of just stayed on the edge. So it's just Michael and I walking in this little cattails and it was small and we knew he was in there. So we kind of just, we were zigzagging through and I stopped for a little bit and I'm like, Oh, we're at the end and nothing's happened. So I just, I'm not even moving and I'm just talking. And sure enough, I was standing on it and it got up right underneath me one shot and it went down, which is surprising. I don't do that often. <laughs> I just, I must've been hot that day, but we, I could tell I didn't, hit it all the way and we knew it was going to be a runner so at that point my two roommates or our two roommates they were they were a little uh they got that little high that you get when you're hunting and they come running through the mud and they're like oh i want to see it i want to see it and i said well it's it's gone right now we have to try and find it this is where a dog would be nice they were kind of like our dogs though yeah that's what i was just gonna say is they were our own dogs for that day because our two roommates, they got down in the grass and they were searching everywhere. And the one roommate, his name's Dave Hansen. He, he opens, he opens a little bit of brush and then he closes it and he looks right, right at me. He goes, it's right here. (laughs) And I'm like, let me see. And I open it up and he's there and he was just about to run. And I quickly grabbed it and I did what everyone does. And I like wrung its neck to try and stop it and got it done and i look up at him and his face is all bloody from when i was ringing the net <laughs> ringing its neck and he he just looks scarred and i don't he's never came hunting with us since <laughs> oh but that was that was a little dog <laughs> but hey don't don't get us wrong you know they were our dogs that day but we did reward them with some treats afterwards <laughs> yeah we, we made we cooked that right up for them and i oh yeah that is for sure it. <laughs> that thing never even went in the fridge. We just cut it up and started cooking. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I like it when we have one of those, you know, not, we don't always get our limit like sometimes, but you know, when we come back with two or three and we just cut it up and cook it right away that night, that's always a blast. Yes, that is. I could agree with that. Uh, that's so fun. Especially, um, oh gosh, was it that night? I can't remember, but the one of the nights we came home with a couple birds and we ended up, we cut up the heart and even fried that up. Yeah. And that was pretty yeah, good. We, yeah, we all, try to bite of that um well i think the whole reason for it was i've had heart in the past but our roommates i don't think ever had and they thought it was crazy to eat the hearts and we we're like mm-hmm. oh, why don't we try it then <laughs> and i i don't think they'll try it again but no, but I, you know i think we definitely would i got another kind of funny story and this kind of just kind of pokes fun at both of us because we're both uh we say it, we're not that good at shots we try <laughs> we try that's for sure and yeah, uh, we were walking another exactly. one of those uh, late season cricks, ice on top, and it just snowed. And we were walking through, and we were with Sal and his uh, uncle and his dad. So we had dogs with that day. But as I was walking, I looked down in the snow, and I see tracks running around everywhere. And I'm like, oh, you know, what are the chances? And it was just me, you know, starting out, not really big into upland yet. I crouched down, and I looked underneath some cattails, and there was a rooster laying there like three feet away from me. Can you <laughs> You remember this remember story? This one, yeah. <laughs> and I stand up, and Sal was the closest closest one to me. I look at him. I'm like, "Hey, get your gun ready. A rooster's gonna come up right in front of me." <laughs> he goes, "Okay, I'm all ready." So I take one step towards it, doesn't move, and I give it a little kick, and I actually kick the bird. The bird flushes up, flies right towards Sal, and we—I don't know if you missed it or you just barely hit it, but we never ended up finding that bird. <laughs> no, I think I just totally missed it. <laughs> 
I I blame it on my I blame it on my shotgun. I I have a shotgun that my dad got when he was in high school, and I don't even it's that old. I think it's called a Weatherby ninety two, and it's a the old pump. golden trigger. <laughs> you know, <laughs> oh my gosh! And yeah, it takes it, it takes quite a bit to try and get the the stock of the gun up to your cheek to try and line <laughs> up and. It, when, uh, when it's cold, it doesn't want to even work. So, yeah, it's that's one well, thing I need to do is get a new gun. Oh, yeah. But, hey, we got a lot of great stories about our college hunts. But near the end of our college days, at least, I guess, the end of my college days, it was my last semester in college that last fall. We actually ended up taking our first trip, like our first big trip out together, not just going and driving an hour to go hunting. We went out to southwest, kind of near the Mott area in uh, North Dakota here. And it was actually with Sal's family. So I'm going to let him kind of talk about that because he knows more about that than I do. Yeah. So, well, I don't It can be a tradition in a lot of families, but tradition in our family is pheasant opener. You, you go hunting for the whole weekend and you make a whole weekend out of it. And in years past, we've always done it in Southeast North Dakota because it's a lot quicker drive for us and it can be uh we hunt during the day and then drive back stay at our own homes at night and do the same thing in the morning however out west that's a little bit of longer jaunt and so we stayed the first year that we did it we stayed in a in a town called Hedinger, and we stayed at this little airbnb house that was a blast um and then the year that you and i went with um it was my dad and my brother, my uncle and my uh, cousin, and then two uh, friends of ours, uh, Dave and Jay. And we stayed at a hotel that was made out of a school in Regent. <laughs> and it was a castle. <laughs> yes, that was so cool. It was so, yes, that was so cool. Because they, the, they had the gym and everything still. He had, that guy had... Uh, basketball set up in the gym so you can go shoot and then what was it the stage or the locker rooms had the hot tubs in it or something like yeah, that there, yeah, there to go hot tub in. in it <laughs> we had everything then, we needed there and then the cafeteria was a restaurant and heck i they even made a bar out of a classroom so they had everything in it and the <laughs> the, the rooms were awesome and they were like nice big size and uh i don't know if you know if you've been around in that area there's a thing called the Enchanted Highway, and it's just a bunch of metal sculptures. The guy that makes those metal sculptures works at this hotel, and it's been like his idea to create all this stuff to try and get attraction in region. And so actually at this castle, I can't even think of the name of this castle. I can't either. It's not the Enchanted no, Castle or something. Maybe. Yeah, that sounds with, about right. That went with the highway. Yeah. He actually is now building a metal dragon at this castle, too. And yep. so he's just been having a blast at that. We talked to him and he's a great guy, but yeah, that was, that was definitely one of my favorite uh, hunting moments when it comes to just hunting birds in, in my, in my time in Eastern North Dakota to reach a limit in a day, it it's, you take the whole day and it's, it's a lot of walking to get to that number of birds and out there, if you get it done by three o'clock you're one of the slower ones out there i mean we were done one o'clock one day three probably the other day we were just we limited it out pretty pretty easily and it was just a blast 
you know you're yeah. walking it's no cattails out there so you're just walking you know grass grass or cut sunflower fields <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah that was that was actually one of our better hunts was in yeah. that stuff which is surprising they're just laying in the middle of sunflowers and they just hold for you it's, mm-hmm. yeah it was it was a blast but yeah that was that was actually one of the first yeah like what you were saying the first big hunt that you and i have done and as much rewarding as it was for you finding the birds it was more rewarding for us because you were buying all of our drinks that night losing to the <laughs> dice game yeah, that's yeah, just because you know my dad loved playing dice. I should have stopped playing. I even got asked like twice by one of your dad's friends. He's like, Hey, you, you sure you want to keep playing? Because he knows we we're both broke college kids. And I'm like, Yeah, I'll keep playing. One of these well, days the- I have to win. No, it did <laughs> and, not happen. <laughs> and at the time you were paying for a wedding and everything. So <laughs> it was <laughs> we all felt bad, but then we're like, Well, we don't have to pay, so it's all good. <laughs> yeah, you just put it on this guy. You'll get it eventually. Or you'll pay it off. And you know that ended up happening. But, yeah. you know, with that, I would honestly say that with that trip, there's no lows. I had a great time the no. whole time. No, I even think it, it rained one day. I can't remember if – I believe that was uh, – was that the Saturday or Sunday? Um, That was that was that Saturday. I was there the whole day because it kind of it didn't like downpour, but it kind of like sprinkled on and off. Yeah, it was sprinkling on sprinkling on us, and it was yeah. making it harder on the dogs to try and catch its scent. But we were in such a high birded area that we were still not having any problems. And what's funny is we were actually listening to. There was a lot of hunters that stayed at this hotel, and a lot of them were like, "Yeah, we're not finding anything right now." And we didn't we didn't want to break and say oh well we just came back from shooting our limit today <laughs> and so that was actually i think the picture you just that you just posted on instagram that was one of those days and that was yep i think that was that saturday that it kind of cleared up at the end there yeah and yeah we had our limit by one one o'clock in the afternoon and went set and hung out at the hotel the rest of the night though so that was a blast yeah and that was after we cleaned the birds though because i remember we talked to that the guy that uh, worked at the hotel the guy that does the sculptures he's like oh yeah you can just clean it out back we have a cleaning station out back we're like okay so we go out back and it's really not much of a cleaning station it's just an open grass field that you can just clean your birds at apparently and they had a couple garbage cans you can throw your stuff in but when we were actually cleaning the birds he was just out there working on the dragon sculpture welding away doing moving metal you're like all right well, well, and even funnier is in that grass area, there was a spot where it was, you know, like CRP and our dogs were out there chasing up birds. That's <laughs> while, true. While we were cleaning. <laughs> we're like, dang it, we can't keep hunting. Although yeah. we probably couldn't because it was in town, but still. <laughs> yeah. yeah, middle of the town, our dogs are just hunting away. Uh, we're just sitting there. My uncle will blow the whistle a couple of times so they don't get too far away from us. But yeah, they were, they were having a blast there. <laughs> Oh, I guess that kind of ended up, that kind of ended our hunts together that year, but we went on a couple this year. Um, that first one that you guys heard about before when we went up to uh, uh, Lake Sakakawea for grouse opener this year, that was a, that was a fun one. Getting there late, waking up the guys in the tent already. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was, that was a little, uh, that was a fun night. It was, you you had a football game and I actually I went I was at a concert in Fargo and so then I left that concert while waiting for you to come back from the football game to pick you up to bring you in and yeah we had a fun slow ride just getting to that place and once we got there the (laughs) it probably took us 20 minutes just to try and find the 
not the campground, but the actual tent and everything yes, at this campground. We went the wrong way first. We're like, there's nobody camping over here. Every yeah. single spot was empty. <laughs> oh my gosh. And we would shine our lights on to each tent to see whose it is and uh why it's what what is it? A uh he has a maroon Chevy. Yep, yeah, that's what we got. <laughs> and so we're looking for that. And sure enough, we find one of those, but it wasn't the right, it was it was like connected oh. to a camper and we're like, yeah, and we're like, well, no, that's not it. He's got a camper. tent. <laughs> <laughs> so then so we're, we, up, we turned around and went back the other way. <laughs> yeah. And him and his brother, Tim were just passed out. So we couldn't yep. call them. <laughs> I guess they were passed out. We didn't know at the time. So oh, then, yeah, we showed yeah. up and we're like, Oh, our night's just getting started. Oh yeah. We just got here. What's going on? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> But at that uh, same time, too, there's some great stories around just the campfire. Uh, there's one that I kind of remember. We were sitting around the campfire, and everyone's kind of starting to get ready to go to bed. And I'm like, Sal, I've been listening to this podcast, and it's great, right? I'm like, you got to listen to it. So we're both sitting there around the campfire, and I start playing this podcast, and it was about five, ten minutes in. So I said, I'm just snoozed. I'm out, sleeping in my chair. <laughs> Oh, wait, yeah, you were passed on in such an awkward position. I don't even know how you were sleeping. I was like, I just sat there and just listened to the podcast and just was just on my own. <laughs> I didn't want to wake you. And the other the other two already passed out. It was just you and me and you had your chair and I was just sitting on the cooler. <laughs> I I knew I didn't want to go to bed because I was just, I was the idiot of the trip, like every trip. And I, <laughs> I don't know if that's true. <laughs> well, that first trip. I didn't even bring not I I brought a blanket, not even a sleeping bag, a blanket and a pillow. And I had to sleep on the ground and my there was a rock right up my back. And I was it was the most uncomfortable I did. So I had to just drink to get over the to get over the <laughs> fact that I was not gonna feel good in the morning with from my back. So yeah, that that was uh that was a bad idea for myself. But then the second time. I knew a little better when we went to, uh, what was it, Harvey? Yep. Yeah, and I, I brought a cot that time, and that was a lot better. <laughs> but yeah, hey, you got to hold terrible. your horses there. You forgot a big story. Two of them, actually. Oh, I'm going to bring up. Deal. First one, you had a huge accomplishment one of the nights that we went out to eat there. We went out to a restaurant in their area. It's called the, uh, uh, the Iron Ore, and they had something there called the Sasquatch Burger. Why don't you yeah, tell me a little bit about that? The Sasquatch burger that I, I call it the son of the B-word burger. <laughs> that thing was ginormous. It was like two ice. I mean, I think it was like two one-pound patties. They were massive. And it had cheese curds and jalapenos in it. And probably a pound of fries with it as well. And that was probably the second most miserable I've been eating food other than you know whenever my grandma made meatballs and gravy or you know mashed potatoes um so i was just miserable with it but wyatt's brother tim devoured that thing and was asking for some of my burger even yeah but hey you guys both got a little something from the restaurant for even like attempting it and getting most of it done didn't you yeah i got a little can koozie and i don't even know what it said <laughs> oh i it, i think it was called the sasquatch i think is the can koozie I still have it. And I love it. <laughs> so that was one thing that 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 was one thing I was proud of that weekend. It sure wasn't my shot, and it sure wasn't uh, my sleeping. I got I got another thing that you might not be so proud of. <laughs> <laughs> so 
So I'm wondering this, and I'm sure people from the last episode and even the previous one are wondering this, but hey, what was going through your mind when we uh, walked that field for the second time, we had shot grouse out of it the first time, and you decided to bring out one shell, you were holding a coffee in your hand, and you were listening to the Vikings pregame show. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, you know, I've I've had some good moments back in my day. And that sure was not one of them. <laughs> I, we originally, so yeah, like you said, we walked it yesterday and we got two out and we didn't flush. No, I take that back. We got, we probably, we flushed out, I think five or six. And I think we ended up, you shot one. I shot one. I think Wyatt shot two. No, I shot two. Wyatt shot two. And Tim didn't get one. So I think we ended up getting five birds out of that walk the first time. Well, and I thought, I thought we got everything that we shot at. So maybe there was just five. I think that's how it worked out. So in my head, I'm thinking, well, five got up and five went down. There's not going to be anything else because there's nothing in the whole area. We would have known if there was other birds because it would might have looked a little birdie. There was a farmstead quarter mile away that had some trees. That was about it. Everything else was <laughs> paid and there was nothing there. So in my head, I'm like, well, this is a pointless one mile walk. <laughs> So I'm like, you know what? I'm going to enjoy my time in this walk because I don't even think I'm going to get a shot off. So I had loaded. I just put, I don't even think I put anything in. I just kept my, I had, I didn't have anything in the chamber. I just had one, you know, just in there. And I don't even think I cocked it back. I just grabbed my gun and I just started walking. <laughs> and I, I didn't wear my vest. I, it was just a t-shirt and jeans. That's all I had. <laughs> and I had the coffee in one hand, the shotgun in the other, and I was just I was listening to the Vikings because it was their first game of the season. I thought, you know what? This might be our year. <laughs> now, <laughs> once again, I was wrong on that. But hey, Next Vikings fans, you got to think that every year. <laughs> and then we get that heartbreak. It happens. But, hey, you got to have that hope. Ah, <laughs> uh, yeah. I was, just, I was just miserable. But the well, other thing was is I – I was in two different fantasy leagues. So I was like, ah, you know what? Let me make sure that my fantasy teams are all set up. So during the pregame show, they always go through the fantasy. So I was just going through that. And sure enough, my luck, I think there was a package of about eight of them just get up from right underneath me. Like, hey, look at me. I'm just here for you. And well, I sure enough, up. Well, go ahead. I, uh, I was like, oh, and I, I, threw my coffee well i i like i dropped my coffee so there's nothing left in it already so i was already <laughs> upset <laughs> and i go and i shoot and sure enough there's a click because <laughs> i didn't have anything in there <laughs> well even i think the worst part is is those eight got up in front of you and then a separate little cubby of like four or five more got up not too far away from you a little bit later like I not know. even that so, far ahead so yeah these those eight got up click and i pump back again and I take just a long shot because at this point they were just gone. And sure enough, I didn't get any. And I'm like, just, we're, they're all laughing at me. Like, what the heck are you doing over there? And I was just like, I'm like, how, how could this happen? And sure enough, like I was just about to just, you know, pick up my coffee that's on the ground and four more get up. <laughs> and I just had to sit there and just look at them because there's nothing I could do. <laughs> I think Tim was the closest to me and he tried to take one shot at him and it wasn't close. So then I'm like, wow, if this is how it's going to be, we're 10 yards from the vehicle and this is happening. I need to run back and get some more ammo. (laughs) So then I, once again, I didn't have my vest. So I just put in a bunch of shells in my pocket and then came running back and I, 
totally forgot about my coffee cups and then I had to pick that up and I had to just put it in my back pocket the whole time and every single 10 feet I, it would just fall out of my pocket and I was getting so annoyed but that was it was my fault <laughs> so oh, yeah that was such a great memory that was that was fun oh and then we talked you talked about a little bit our second trip out to Harvey there right we've already talked about before in the last podcast right low birds eventually we ended up finding them right a lot of hunting pressure in the area but there was one kind of thing we talked about and we didn't get too in depth on it, but we ended up meeting these guys from Wisconsin that said they'd been there for like 30 years and they go to that same spot every year. No, luckily I have the guy on here that basically talked to them and made friends with them. So stop watch, tell me a little bit about what you learned from those guys. Yeah. So I remember you guys, you guys came in, I think a day before me or maybe just earlier in that day. And I came yep. in the evening and you guys said that you guys already met these Wisconsin guys. And I, I was just, I had no idea what to expect. I was just like, oh, cool, whatever. Why are you in Harvey? <laughs> um, but uh, they, yeah, they said that, geez, I can't even remember how, what the year they said, how long they've been doing this, but anything you can think of or hunting around there, they've tried. Um, around that Harvey area there, it's famous, I guess, for Sandhill Cranes during the fall so that's in the past that's what they've always been doing but then they found out that there's just some such a variety of birds that they've just been sticking around you know going for anything <laughs> they they joked around and said that they went fished at the dam in the morning went and uh pheasant and grouse hunt during the day and then fished in the evening and went came back and then the next day they would go waterfall hunting in the morning and then go back to the dam or you know, they just did anything and they were just having a great time together. And, you know, that was just fun. to It was fun to fun to see and talk with them. And when they would hunt the Sandhill Crane, he said that they would be flying in by the thousands. And he said how amazing it was to just watch them like tornado in. I only talked to the one guy and the other guy was talking to you and Wyatt. But it sounded like that those two have been hunting for years and years and years now. Yeah, they just they just been enjoying their time, and that's 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 all that hunting's about is to have friendship like that that you just last a lifetime. Exactly right, and have a good time while you're doing it. And kind of like not finishing up here, but I wanted to ask you right now: How did the rest of the hunts go after that, Harvey? We didn't really hunt together much except for one time. We kind of got together around Thanksgiving. But how did the rest of your hunts, whether it be you going out with your dog or you going out with your family or some friends? How did that go for you? And don't even talk about just upland too, because I know you do. You drew a deer tag this year. Yeah. So, yeah, this year's deer season was, you know, just like my uh, just like my pheasant experience, where maybe I'm not the best shot. That was another another little encounter of that scenario. But um, pheasant hunting, it was after that Harvey. There, we didn't do any more trips after that. It was just staying around our area you know, there was, this was a good year in, in the eastern part of North Dakota for birds, surprisingly, for how much that we had a drought. It was the mo most birds that we've ever seen. And we, we had some good luck and I, I would hunt with my dad and his brother, my uncle, um, you know, a combination of our three dogs. And he has a French Brittany that's unbelievable at what it does too. So it's always fun to watch the combination of my yellow labs kind of being a little hectic and they, you know, pile of cattails, they'll just run right through it. As for my uncle's dog, the French Brittany, she'll just like sneak her way through it and like be more, uh, I don't know, fragile with the area. <laughs> you, you can't even hear her run around. That's how, 
I don't know, sneaky she's walking. And so it's kind of a fun, like two polar opposites. Um, but we had a good, decent couple hunts. We would, it got kind of cold in the fall pretty quick. So we didn't do too much hunting, but the areas that we would go, we would, we would end up getting four or five per walk in the Eastern side, which is pretty good. That's nice. I remember a time with uh, your dog, Ruby there, we're hunting cattails and she came and I was hunting with uh, your uncle's dog too. And she came running through the cattails and I remember she wasn't too far uh, between us and she came hopping up on top of the cattails and almost like got stuck because she tried to jump over them and landed on top of them and they didn't lay over <laughs> and she was like <laughs> looking at you like help i'm stuck and then like <laughs> yeah. wiggled her way out <laughs> she she would just jump on the top and like the cattails will slowly lay down that's how she that's how she usually tries to do it rather than trying to like sneak underneath like maybe a normal dog but <laughs> she uh yeah she has fun with that kind of stuff but uh my my deer hunting on the other hand once again, there's lots of deer out there, but just trying to find the one that you want is always, always the tough part. Cause North Dakota, you can, it's about every five years you get a deer tag and, you know, I guess in other areas, it's a lot easier to get deer tags, but you know, in my opinion, it seems like the hardest unit to try and get a deer because you got the Fargo people that are trying to get tags too. But I lucked out and got one actually on my second try. Cause I got one two years ago. No, I take that back three years ago. I had two points. So yeah, it would have been three years ago. And I went out every weekend trying to get one. The first weekend we actually, we scoped a pretty nice one out and both my brother and I actually had a deer tag this year. And so then we decided that we, we scoped it out. We knew where he was going to be. So we actually did a stock on it. We both walked a tree row and he was on one side of the trees. I was on the other side and it was Wherever it came out of, it, it was either I was going to shoot it or Brody's going to shoot it. That's how well we had this plan. And sure enough, that thing, it was a nice size five by five. And he walks out, he walks out 20 yards from Brody and just stops and was like, yep, you can take me. <laughs> so it could be any easier for him. As for me, that was the last big deer that I saw in this, like in shooting distance for a long time. So the next weekend I tried it and I... I had a, sh- I could have had a shot at one, but I decided not to, cause it was just a, it was a nice four by four, but it wasn't the one, you know, it wasn't a once in five year kind of deer. Following weekend was when I got all the action. Um, a nice buck came from the wildlife and went into our land. And so it was, the whole plan was that it was in this tree belt and I was going to walk down the fence line and sit and be ready while my dad and my brother and my grandpa walked the tree line to try and chase it to me and sure enough on my walk in the fence line there was a bigger buck just got up and started walking didn't even notice me it was probably 300 yards out and just started walking from the fence line towards them and so I got I got all ready and I was lining up to shoot and I'm like oh I gotta cock my gun Little did I know, I already cocked my gun. So I just wasted a bullet drop. I just dropped a, a bullet. So classic me again with gun problems. <laughs> so then I'm lining up and I'm like, yeah, that's got to be 300. I, I'm guessing it's 300. So I just need to go a little bit higher than my bead because my bead is set at 200. So I'm just barely getting a little bit over. I'm, so I'm aiming at the top of the, probably the spine. And I take a shot and the thing just stands there and He's looking around. He didn't even know where the shot came from. And then he just starts walking. And 
I'm getting another shot ready and he goes into a cattail area and I'm just sitting there like, I'm like, ah, I was, I'm this, this close and something had to happen. He has to be dead in this cattails cause I never saw him again. So I call up my dad and my brother and they start looking to try and find blood and a fresh thing of snow came. So there was a trail that we could have seen perfectly and they were looking around and we couldn't find anything. And so then my dad goes, well, go back to where you shot it and see, let me see where you were at. So I went back and he's like, yeah, you're probably 200, 150 yards from this thing. <laughs> and I was like, great. I, I don't know any, I don't know my distances, I guess. So yeah, I missed that one. And that was fun. That was, that was the biggest one that I seen that whole, the whole season. Um, and then I finally, the last day, I just got a little four by four, the smaller than the one that I said that I would hold off on. So that's how my season ended. Well, I mean, you know, you got a deer. I didn't even go deer hunting this year, <laughs> but I think one of the craziest thing is you, even while you were deer hunting, you sent me a picture knowing me and you're like, Oh, look, all these roosters roosted up in this tree. <laughs> and there were how far away from you? 50 yards. Yeah. 50, yeah. There was a tree in the middle of a creek 50 yards from the road and there was probably 12 roosters just sitting in the tree <laughs> and of course all all three of us in the pickup only had i had my rifle my dad had his coyote rifle my brother had his hunting rifle and so all we could do is just sit there and look at them <laughs> but of course yeah that's when they're just sitting there looking all pretty at you and it, yeah it was fun to see but kind of daring you come get me i know you can't <laughs> i know <laughs> all right here so kind of finishing up again i'm gonna start this new thing i'm gonna rapid fire some questions at you they don't really have to be rapid fire you don't have to answer them with one word if you don't want to you, obviously you can tell a little bit of a story behind them if you want but i got five here for you so the first right, thing i'm gonna ask you hardest <laughs> you better try <laughs> hardest <laughs> what's your favorite type of bird dog and why well yeah it could be a little bit um opinionated on this or biased but i would say that my favorite is definitely just the lab and actually our pointer lab that we have now that's almost perfect because not only do we go hunting with it but we also actually go waterfall with it and you know the hardest thing is you know to try and keep her still during it but she does really good and she is very good at retrieving it that that came really easy to her and it's always we don't have any problems with that. Even if, if we have a down bird that's kind of running, she's she's a good dog to try and find that. And it's it's always fun to watch her. All right, second question here. What's your favorite bird to hunt? Ever since a little, it's always been pheasant. Uh, you know, it's always just been the, the greatest memories I've had has been pheasant hunting. Whether it be, you know, the best memories I have is not even just the hunting. It's just the waking up at 6 a.m. and driving and meeting up with, my dad's buddies at a uh, at a truck stop and you know just sitting there and eating breakfast before going out just hanging out and telling stories but just everything that all the hunting that I've actually done has just been pretty much pheasant hunting this year was the first year that I actually went grouse hunting and it was with you guys third question here what is your favorite gun to use while hunting now and what gun would you like to add is almost like a bucket list gun to your arsenal, I guess you can call it, for uh, hunting? Well, I already made a little bit of a comment on my great gun that I have now. It's that Weatherby 
92, I think. I think it's 92, 92 or 97. I don't even, it doesn't even matter. That thing is older than I am. <laughs> it is, uh, you know, if anyone else, would, they'd probably say it's a piece of junk, but I like it. And I'm going to probably <laughs> keep it for a long time. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's one thing I need to definitely change up is get a new gun. Because, <laughs> yeah, when you're dealing with, uh, I've had it a couple times where I've clicked and nothing's happened or I pumped and nothing came back with it <laughs> or I've shot. Now this could just be bad. Uh, this is just bad shells, but I've shot, I pulled the trigger, nothing happened. And as soon as I'm going down, all of a sudden it comes out and it, all you see, it looks just like fireworks. It's just, it's just like a thing of fire that came out of the, my barrel. <laughs> oh, so I don't know if it was the gun or that same hunt. It was so. This was waterfall. That same hunt, I fell in the water. <laughs> was we this were, before or after? It might have been before. That might have been the reason. Could have been. I don't know. <laughs> well, we were in a, we were in the middle of a pond. You were there. It was you and Eric and I. Oh, we were in the middle oh, yeah, of a pond. For that, because you were the ducks were flying overhead and we're crouched down in that. Yeah, we're crouched like, down because we're not even in cattails. We're just no. in the middle, middle of the middle water. Of Exactly. We was like three thought, feet, oh, so we're trying to get as low as we can. They won't see us. <laughs> and sure enough, they didn't see us when we did this. But, mm-hmm. but uh, yeah, there was there was ducks behind us. So then I was trying to shoot behind us as I, as I'm shooting, and they're flying over me. And all of a sudden, I tipped out, tipped over. <laughs> yeah, got soaked, and then I was just, you know, when you get that just cold wetness on you, you kind of just get crabby, and then you know you have to still walk back to the vehicle with waders. That's just the worst. Oh, I can't. And that was I can't not stand a short walk. <laughs> that was I, not I a know. short walk. <laughs> I know. I was like a quarter. No, I was like three quarter. No, it was. We were right in the middle of that of a section. So it was yeah, so it was about a half walk either way. Yeah. yeah. What gun would you want to add? What's your gun on your list right now? Your cart. Um, I would say the what is that? A Benelli Super Black Eagle. Mm-hmm. Is that yeah? That just my uncle. That's what he has and. It just, it looks slick and he's never had problems with it. Uh, and I just want, like, I, I just want a semi-automatic right now. The pump is just, I, I think when it's getting cold, I think my pump kind of sticks a little. And maybe it's just because it's an old pump, but I don't know if other pumps do this. So I just want to go to a semi-automatic. That's what my dad uses. That's what my brother just got. So that's kind of the little bucket list things that I, and I should be, you know, I'm, I guess I'm planning for a wedding now, so I have to save up some money or else the fiance might not be the happiest with me. But that's something I kind of need to get sometime in the future. All right, hey, semi-auto gun, right? The faster you can shoot, the more lead you put out, the likelier chance you already hit a bird. That's, I think. that's, that's <laughs> what I need because I'm pretty sure it doesn't seem like it, but I'm pretty sure I must close my eyes or something. Cause... <laughs> close your eyes and pray. <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm doing right now. All right, number four. What's your best bird hunting memory? Um, there was a time. It was actually when we went to um around that Headinger area the year before you went. All right. Um, there was a time where we we're in so many birds that they were getting all up, and we didn't even shoot. We just sat there and just enjoyed it. And there was probably fifty birds at the air in the air at once, and we we originally started we we took a shot at because it was just one two three and then they all got up 
And so we took a couple shots and I, I don't, I think we maybe got a couple down. The dogs would remember it more than I would, but then, yeah, we just sat there and just was like, wow, this, this is what it's all about. And I still remember it cause it was, it was right early in the morning. So it was kind of, it was sun rising a little bit. So like the, the sky was just perfect. And yeah, that was just a good memory. That sounds like a good one. All right. Last one I got for you. And choose your answer wisely here. I might give you a little bit of a hint of how to answer this one. <laughs> what are you looking for most in the 2022 season? And here's your hint. It should be about joining us on our hunts. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I cannot wait until we do more hunts because, you know, this is now a time that we're, we're out of college. As for me, I you know, you guys already kind of have a settled job, but I finally now have like a settled job that I know what's going on. So yeah, this hunting is going to, this year's hunting is going to be fun. You know, make sure, you know, it all depends on, we've been having a very crappy winter this year. And so it all kind of depends on that, but this year's hunting should be a lot of fun. Um, I can't wait. Unfortunately, I don't know about if you can, uh, if you can go on pheasant opener, I don't know if I'm going to be able to push that one there, <laughs> <laughs> but I, I especially can't wait for that just because we go out West, but I'm excited. I'm interested on, to see about this Montana hunt. I've never hunted that. And I've, I want to know how that is. You know, yeah. I've, I've driven out to that area. Uh, I have some work that needs to be done in Glendive. So I've been out on that Eastern side of Montana before, and I'm interested to see how the hunting is around there. All right, we've been um, um why not even been talking about it this week we we're talking like hey what are some areas we thought about going in and just kind of naming cities in the eastern part be like hey you know i was watching this episode of uh this youtube channel and they're saying that they're about an hour east of here in this town so i did my research and about an hour east of here is this town maybe we got to go around that area and saying i don't know if that's gonna work there's a lot of private land not a lot of public and going back <laughs> and forth trying to plan without like officially planning it i guess you can say <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah i know that's one thing is uh i mean i love the you know planned hunts are also fun but just the one just in the moment like i feel like the well for me the hunt to the hunt at uh sakakawea at garrison yeah. that was kind of completely just in the moment i just kind of showed up <laughs> yeah well it was that day it was that friday you text me like hey i'm actually coming what <laughs> can i pick you up <laughs> yeah yeah so that's just I, I kind of love just the in the moment, just, you know, let it happen. But definitely, I think we need to do a lot more hunting out West. That, that's just, that's a blast out there. And as oh, much yeah. as it's very hard to find uh, public land out there, there's a lot of plots that are kind of forming. And as long as they have good weather and, you know, get rain out there so they don't have to hay the plots like they've been doing lately, the weather out West, it's been pretty you know, survivable, I guess, but you would say it's not this yeah. negative 50 degree weather like we're having on the east side. <laughs> so that's something maybe to that I'm looking forward to as well. Oh, no, yeah. Uh, you got to definitely join us if we go back up to that northwestern part of the state again, because that yeah, was I've a never, blast. And I, I think you would enjoy that. Yeah, I've never hunted up there. And my, the buddy that I was saying, his name was Dave. He's from Botno. And so he's been hunting that Crosby area his whole like childhood. And he's been, I didn't even hear about this area. And he's been saying how much of a blast it, that it's been and that there's a lot of birds out there. 
Oh, that is 100% for sure. We did find a lot of birds, and it was a lot of fun. All right, so with that, this comes the end of the third episode of the Upland Nomads podcast. I want to thank you for listening and sticking through it. Uh, I really appreciate it. So again, I'm going to say we have that Instagram, Upland Nomads podcast. So give us a follow, uh, like some of our pictures, and email us through that link we have in our bio, or send us a direct message. Tell us what we can do better. Tell us what you like, what you don't like, and we'll try to improve it. So I'm going to leave you with this. Thanks for listening. And remember, always bring more than one shell and never carry a coffee when you're hunting. (laughs) 